All right, from the top, three, two, one. Welcome to this episode on the, of the Renaissance Nerds Podcast. This is your host, Danny, and today we have Alvin back on the mic. Clap, 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 <laughs> clap, clap. What's up, Alvin? What up? Last week we were together. We talked about Bad Boys 3. Well, the Bad, Bad Boys, Boys trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Surprising. It was a fun It was a fun conversation surprisingly liked the movie yeah i i've i actually my my coworker um was talking about it. he's like yeah i'm gonna go see bad boy for life this week and i'm like i think you're actually gonna really like yeah, it yeah surprisingly <laughs> i told uh, jarnell uh, our friend our, our mutual friend jarnell, oh he would love y- it yeah I, I was like yeah you're probably gonna like it, it it's not as action-packed as the original two it, but, but when the action is there it's, it's there good. yeah it's really good yeah um and we gave that a, a surprisingly well. We we both surprisingly graded that well. Yeah. And compared to its, its predecessors. predecessors. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but today is a totally different topic. On today's episode, we will be talking about the sequel, also reboot of so, something. It's of Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, and its long ass title. Because oh. it's Birds of Prey and, and Harley Quinn's Emancipation Proclamation, some bullshit <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't remember the full title. The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn or some shit Yeah, like it's, that. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> oh, it's the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's it? Are you yes, sure? Yes, yes. I'm positive. I don't even think the full title showed up like that. I, I don't even remember. On the title screen? Yeah, yeah. it did. Oh, they okay. they did Birds of Prey. They like stamped it on there and then yeah. they did a little writing that came out to oh, the yeah. full title and stuff like that. Such a I, dumb title. It it just was yeah, it just could have been well, we both we both talked off air while I was picking you up and we mm-hmm. talked about how this could have just been a Harley Quinn movie. It, it didn't it's not a Birds of Prey movie really. Also, I I'm all right. These girls aren't particularly <laughs> super powered individuals, right? None of them There's are. There's one. Who? Uh, bl- uh, Black Canary. Oh, yeah. She has the voice. You're right. Yeah. You're right. First That's off, how I, forgettable that is. Yeah. All right. So first <laughs> off, I really don't like their inter- interpretation of that Black Canary. Yeah. And all right. I'm not going to be... I'm never, ever going to claim to be the master of comics. I'm never, ever going to be... Um, claim to be all-knowing of comic characters individually there's too much bullshit out there i can't keep up <laughs> fuck it but there are iterations that i like more than others yeah i love black canary from the justice league series the cartoon series mm-hmm. she's a street fighter mma fighter she used to fight in a cage she trains yeah. actually a ton of the superhero fighters uh, uh sorry the actual super powered fighters excuse or heroes excuse mm-hmm. me um and she's just known for just kicking ass. Yeah. And we get a little bit of that, but they made her a tool in this movie. Like, yeah. she was such a... She's just like a, a handyman for Black Mask. Yeah. And I was like, wait, no, no way. <laughs> the Black Canary... That's well, the one boring, boring traditional Yeah. Route. Like, the one I enjoy is that she takes no shit from anybody. Mm-hmm. She even tells Batman off. <laughs> like, she tells... She's just this strong individual character who will pin any hero down even probably su- like you've seen the young justice series mm-hmm. remember when she fucking kicked superboy's ass and he has <laughs> super strength and she knocked him to his ass yeah so that's that black canary character is what i'm used to seeing that very strong female fighter character that yeah. like will knock any f- hero guy out mm-hmm. this one was the singer she was kind of like the uh what is it the uh the sexual appeal to black mask yeah this character yeah. and i just didn't like it they just didn't give it to me they gave her a dull. few strong moments where she beats up the the, the dudes who are, are trying to kidnap uh harley quinn yeah and then the ending but yeah then that, that's really they didn't 
I just didn't feel like I was really into this. Black they didn't Canary. utilize her very much, and they didn't utilize a lot of a lot of the other characters yeah. as much. I also didn't get um, what's her name, uh, Rosie Perez's character. I totally did oh. not understand. She was like, like a cartoon character to me for her to be there. Yeah, yeah, she was random. She was very goofy too. I'm just like her story arc is like I get it that I that's the thing when you do these movies they they made this exact same mistake with Suicide Squad is they like they had way too many characters without introducing any of them and fucking Justice even League. Justice League I don't know yeah. why DC is just so synonymous excuse me synonymous for doing this I don't know they they've yeah because this movie they they sold it as like this is gonna be a team up movie yeah they don't team up until the last like five minutes F- of the fifteen <laughs> yeah basically yeah. <laughs> Like, you just see all these separate stories going on, and then, like, Harley Quinn keeps going back in time narrating these people's, like... Yeah, in the middle... It, oh, in the middle of, like, a... distracting as fuck, dude. Yeah, like, I, I, like, I legit, like, audibly sighed and was, like, every time she yeah, was, like, was like, let me take you way back. I'm, like, I'm trying to see this fight right now. Yeah. We're at this point of the story. I want to keep going forward. Yeah. <laughs> I, these team-up films, I get it. They're trying to... They're trying to keep up with what marvel's already created but you're just pu- i think you're just you're m- trying to move two steps forward but you're actually moving five steps back because it's like that movie tenet it's like time is happening in two different yeah, timelines at once yeah <laughs> and so i just it just it's, it, weird. it's a weird thing because i'm trying to focus on where the story is going to go and then we get, get pulled back to another tons of time to two, two or three different characters to background stories. And I don't get why Harley Quinn's telling their background. That's another thing because Where'd they haven't even. Info? Yeah, <laughs> I guess this is supposed to be her telling the whole story altogether, but there's it doesn't even really seem that clear that she, like she's telling this from a future point. Like yeah. There's a ton Especially of like, since she runs away at the end. She doesn't hang out with yeah, the Yeah, not not at all. With the birds of prey. Yeah, she runs they make off with their the own kid. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes it confusing. And on top of that, just narration overall is really tired and boring and just very safe. Yeah. Like there's times where you can use it creatively. In this situation, it's just like, oh, she's gonna tell me all the backstory. Yeah. This is like reading the text that they threw out in Suicide Squad of all the characters' backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the audible version. <laughs> it, it's a weird thing, dude. I, I do think Margot, again, is the strongest point of this movie, just like Suicide Squad. Yes. She was the strongest point of that movie. But it just it felt like, be- like slightly better Suicide Squad, but not really yeah. better Suicide Squad. <laughs> It, they they toned it down so we didn't have this huge fucking villain. Like no Skybeam. No Skybeam. <laughs> but then they still made the villain just as one-dimensional as as Huntress. Not Huntress. Um, the Witch. The lady. Witch. Uh, whatever um, the fuck her name is. I forget her fucking name. Enchantress. Enchantress. Fucking <laughs> they made her just they made him basically just as one yeah, dimensional they're just as generic because Z- zaz is annoying as shit we both mutually yeah. agree that zaz is annoying i can't as stand hell. his ass and i was excited to see him die which is bad because you don't want a zaz or a black mass to die yeah you want to be to, to be reused in future movies but the way they were portrayed i was like all right this is better just, off yeah <laughs> this is just better <laughs> off dude <laughs> fuck it this is just better off because yeah. i hated them on screen every time they were on screen i just black all right zaz was such a slave and such a tool yeah in this movie just like i gotta do everything for black mass yeah the zaz i know has never and again i'm not i don't know every iteration of zaz but the best ones i've seen he is just a lunatic who just 
acts off of instinct. He doesn't act he's, off of... Yeah, he has more complexities to him, to his yeah. character. This he, is just a one-dimensional henchman. Yeah, it, and with the name. Yeah. That has a name. And name. And I was some like, that's type Zaz? Of, yeah. Even, he also looked mad normal. I was you like, know what's crazy? Even Zaz in the Dark Knight series. You remember, you remember Zaz is actually in the Dark Knight series. He's a hitman for the Falcone yes. family. Yes. And even that Zaz has more personality than this one. <laughs> because at least the way the Scarecrow character... I forgot the way that, that actor's name. Do you Killian know? Murphy. Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. The way he describes Zaz's whole demeanor and getting him sent to Arkham made me like, oh shit, if Zaz ever got out, mm-hmm. we have to worry about Zaz. And he gets out and he's actually a threat at the end because he almost kills our our female character and the little boy that's with her. Yeah. Um, um, no. What the fuck was her name? Batman's love interest in that, in that series? Rachel. Rachel. He yeah. was going to kill them. Yeah. So... Here is just like like you said, he's just a one dimensional henchman with mm-hmm. a name and some type of theme to him. He he likes to kill the villain. He and has to kill people himself and scar himself every time over he kills someone. Like, okay. My favorite version of Zaz, uh, if you've ever played the Dark Knight series, the, sorry, the Arkham Knight series, the Arkham series. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, the Arkham series is that <laughs> Zaz. Uh, he's really fucking freaky in that in there because you yeah. you catch him in a jail cell. Yeah, and he's just fucking. Ugh. It's, it's like really being fucking, in Silent Hill. Yeah, it's really, it's <laughs> it's honestly really uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, it, the, Black Mask makes me the, makes me mad the worst because that's your villain, man. That's like he's we all right. And you heard me complain about this in the car. We go for another fucking MacGuffin in a hero movie. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of getting over it. I'm getting over it, man. I, and and not only that, it's it's the most basic story trope MacGuffin. It's yeah. not even like. The diamond just leads you to another thing you're trying to go after. It's yeah. not even <laughs> like it has any special ability. It's the right. key, it's the key to life. It's at least in like sh- movies like Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. we get the MacGuffin there, but we challenge Indy on whether the MacGuffin or our product or our item that we're after is even worth life or even worth the lives of others. Yeah. So our character has to overcome this a constant need for the MacGuffin. So while the MacGuffin is the l- main importance, the point of it is to get our character to get over the idea of the MacGuffin mm-hmm. and like that. Here is just like we gotta get the MacGuffin. We gotta, we gotta get, get this it. diamond. We gotta get it. The diamond. Yeah. And I'm tired of talking about fucking MacGuffins. Also. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so M didn't understand what the MacGuffin is. So in case mm-hmm. anybody doesn't understand what the MacGuffin is, a MacGuffin is essentially an item. It could be a person. It can be an item, mm-hmm. a thing, anything, any noun you want to consider. Yeah, <laughs> It can be any of those things. And it's basically something our characters are after that pushes them forward in the movie. Mm-hmm. So you can have good MacGuffins. For example, <clears throat> like I said, the Indiana Jones um, example where, for example, the second one is about the Raiders. Of, no, the not the Raiders of the Lost Ark. The the Last Crusade, where he's after the cup. Yeah, he has his father gives him a choice. Hey, hey, um, Indy, mm-hmm. the cup is there. That is the cup, but is it worth what's going on in this very moment? And Indy, having chased the cup his entire adventure in the movie, mm-hmm. has a choice there. He has a character arc in which he changes. The cup is not worth it. He chooses his friends and family over, and that's his overcoming arc. That's his arc for the character. Mm-hmm. Then you have, what's a bad example of a MacGuffin? Star Wars has one. Oh the the Wayfinder the in fucking last, uh, what was it? No, Rise of Skywalker. Even, 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 um, uh, I, even uh, the the first one, uh, uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens has one too, because yeah. you have to find the piece the, of the map that leads you to Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, in the droid. Yeah. Now, th- I hate that one because the way I think 
New Hope did it better because mm-hmm. they gave you a MacGuffin, but they put it in a droid and made you care about the droid. Yeah. So you forgot about the MacGuffin. You were mostly worried about R two D two. So we get the map, we get the message put into R two D two, and R two D 2s mission is to get it to where it needs to go, yeah. and that's our MacGuffin, quote unquote. But they they end the MacGuffin early because yes. it gets to the place, and then we move the story forward. Yes. So this entire movie is driven by that. It's yeah. driven by Masa- Like So for example, sorry, I'm rambling. I hate MacGuffins. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> when they're done wrong, at least. Yeah. So we go back to Birds of Prey. Black Mass after a diamond that is a, it's essentially connected to Huntress, which is somehow. A, somehow yeah. Just, I told you, it's like an ab lib. They yeah. just <laughs> inserted <laughs> into the blanks. <laughs> it just inserted into the blanks. <laughs> And this diamond has this message in it that you need to decipher in order to get the treasure. <laughs> a wayfinder. A wayfinder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of them, man. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock has a... Th- was it? No, 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 no. Was it Alfred Hitchcock who said something? He's like, MacGuffins are, 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 are like detriments to movie film. I think he did say that. Yeah, he's like, they're really, really bad. You shouldn't try to focus on it. Some people, I, I don't I, always agree. Yeah, no, that's applicable to a lot of movies, but not everyone. Yeah, it is applicable to this movie right now. Yes, <laughs> it is. Birds of Prey, I don't... I If you want to go see a movie... Oh, man, I don't know how to recommend this, to be honest. I would say it's it's still entertaining enough if you're the kind of person that just likes, you know, fun action. You're not really paying attention to the story. The visuals of this movie are really good. The action is amazing. Yeah, and the visuals too. The yeah. color scheme that they added in, very, very good. That's I like, the thing. I, I like that there's color in this movie. There's also that funny moment with the steel bat. Yeah. That she bounces it off the ground. <laughs> bounces <laughs> off the ground and it hits, hits him in the dude, jaw. Yeah, in the face. It, yeah. That was hilarious. That was absolutely that was hilarious. I thought it was really, really they good. They got the, the director of John Wick to do like the stunt coordination. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. That, that makes sense why I enjoyed it's, a lot of the action. It's why there's a lot of beautiful wide shots. I and didn't like the ending one, though. Yeah, that one's kind, was kind of like... house? Yeah. I was I, like I a was little in. too dizzying. I, like, I can tell there were so many edits going on. Also, it doesn't make sense for Harley Quinn. All right, maybe I'm just being a stickler for this, <laughs> but you have you cannot create any force or power on rollerblades. No, that's why that's that, like no momentum. Yeah, really. <laughs> that's why they make like uh, in hockey. That's why they make punching legal because yeah. you have no actual um, force that can be applied because your you're hockey just bumping into something. exactly you're sliding around and stuff. So there is no uh, um, huge amount of power in your punches. Right. They still hurt. It's still a punch, but it's not like a punch using the ground as like a focal point for power. Yeah, you're just slipping and sliding and just kind of throwing your arm across, hoping to catch yeah. a good punch. Yeah. That's kind of similar to what Harley Quinn should have been doing, but she's over here knocking characters wholly far back with fucking rollerblades. I'm like, and no, much bigger if, than her. if you hit any of these guys, you're going to just roll away. <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to roll away. I, I understand fighting. I understand how f- hitting and power works. That's, that's, that's not how it works at all. There's no momentum at all. Yeah, it's weird. Also, you know what I also hated? All right, you know, I'm a stickler for motorcycles. Once you put motorcycles in movies, I'm going to call out of the bullshit. (laughs) Why would they swing Harley Quinn on rollerblades with the motorcycle when the motorcycle is clearly faster than the car? I don't know. That doesn't make... Yo, when they did that, I was like, I was like, wait, what? And and then Huntress (laughs) just like rolls over and crashes. I was like, you could have avoided an injury and... the. A possibility of her not even making it to the car on rollerblades <laughs> if you just let Huntress chase. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, the action scene would have been much cooler 
if you just did, went with the motorcycle and Harley Quinn on the back of it and yeah. with, the, with the rollerblades. Keep the rollerblade scene on because it, it fits the character. Yeah. It fits her. Just but keep speed the, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just speed up. Dude, that was an MT-09. Very familiar with that bike. It's a Yamaha series bike. And uh, that bike max speed is like 150 miles per hour. Yeah, so she could have easily pulled up <laughs> next to the car. Yeah, easily. And then Harley Quinn could depart. Jump on the car, uh, <laughs> do her Harley Quinn thing, but instead you you, you throw Huntress on the floor, throw a bike. She's on like, the floor. swing me across. I was like, even Huntress was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, what we say like, in the theater managed to make its way into the script. <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> it was a weird film, man. This don't get me wrong. This film has some great parts, but I don't think it's. Oh, I don't think it's bad. No, it, it's it's just not good. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Not, it's just okay. I honestly, the only saving grace is the action and Harley Quinn being like, like Margot Robbie kills it in this. Yeah, role she's again. really good, and she kills it, it in sucks that she's getting these. I don't know if she's complaining about it. I mean, she's getting a paycheck, so you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how much you can complain about it. But if she's if she loves the character, if she loves doing this particular role. I think yeah. she should. I mean, how do you? I think she should be vocal about it. But then, how do you be? <laughs> how do you become vocal about it if the studio is? Like they're the one in charge. Yeah, they are basically in charge because then they can just be like, "All right, so we just won't have you as Harley Quinn anymore." Yeah, exactly. I don't know. They they just got to keep doing better with writing better villains and write just write a better story. Because in this movie, I'm the whole time I'm just wondering like, I need a more solid goal from Harley Quinn. All right, so let's go to from Harley Quinn or Black Mass. Both actually. Okay. All right. So you start with Harley Quinn. Okay. And then we'll go to Black Mass because I have a I have a huge gripe with Black Mass. Yeah. I didn't like Harley Quinn's sort of goal here just because it's so, like, vague and not very, like, tangible. She wants to be known as someone that can be independent and not have to rely on the Joker to be, like, feared. And and then that connecting with the title of Emancipation of Harley Quinn, I'm just like, I don't feel like she's shackled to anything. Like, I, I don't see anything in the movie where she's being, like, I don't know, being restricted of being her full potential and then on top of that like how do you how do you prove to the world that you're a threat just because you're not dating joker anymore yeah like the the concept was so vague i feel like she needed a more solid plan like maybe just be like all right i'm gonna take out black mask that's my goal something more solid than just like i'm just gonna blow up this tank to publicly end my relationship with joker and then do other random shit and then get caught up in but a heist. Isn't that part of her character? That's the thing. I actually like. I not that I disagree with you. I think there should have been more tangible, something more tangible to show us that she is separating away from Joker. Yeah. But I will disagree with the fact that I think that's how she. Like I think that's what they were trying to go with the character that she just does these totally exaggerated things in mm-hmm. order to show anything, anything. Yeah. It it can be something small. Yeah. Like part of her, she filled in her life by getting a hyena. Like she like filled That's in right. that like <laughs> void just, but then she just got a hyena. She didn't get yeah. a dog. She didn't get it. She just fucking hyena. Yeah, she, like hyena. Like I, <laughs> I get what you're saying though. I totally agree that there could have been better ways of portraying it while also keeping true to the character's yeah. personality. I just wanted a more focused goal from her. Yeah. I liked which this random shit that she was doing that made sense. I just. I also needed her to have more focus on like... You're right. No, you're right. Because there was no... I, I ultimately didn't understand her ultimate goal until 
it be kind of got forced on her. Yeah. Because she was like, oh, shit, I don't want to die. Let me get that kid. Oh, wait, I like the kid. Let me keep yeah. the kid. Like, it, it kind of just, like, she just kind of went from pallet to pallet. Like, it yeah. just, there was no cohesive, all right, this entire story is about me separating myself from Joker completely. Yeah. Which is also another problem with me, just because Joker didn't even have that much of a prominent presence in the DC movies. We get him for like maybe fifteen minutes total in Suicide Squad. We get a ton of, of uh, what's the um, when you tell a situation, a lot of not dialogue. Um, what's the other one? Montages. No, th- you said it before. You you said this. Oh, word it before. was a uh, narration. Yeah, or? we get a ton of narration of how the Joker is, but we don't actually get to actually. You don't see it. See it or do anything it. like or or get any anything involved which is which is why this movie would have worked better if joker was our main villain in suicide squad yes. this movie probably would have um it would have had more of an impact yeah on like her story here yeah exactly cause but because they misused him and then completely kid him they just yeah, like cut him they completely. cut him completely and it's like nope it's enchantress i'm like oh, i guess why is joker here then yeah and then kind of and then essentially cut him from uh, the movie series Altogether, basically, because it's not they didn't bring Jared Leto back. No, they got like the, a stand-in to just do the back sh- of his head yeah. and stuff. <laughs> but it's like it shows that they still don't know what they're fully doing. No, definitely not. It yeah. shows that there's no cohesiveness in the studio right now. Yeah. All We're right. Still kind of winging it. Let's go to Black Mass because I yeah. have a fucking bone to pick with this guy. So, like I said, <laughs> again, I'd like to reiterate, I am not the master of comics. I don't know every fucking story. There's too much to keep up with. But there are iterations of these characters that I do enjoy. Black Mass, I have some fucking he's a fucked up character. I've learned a little bit about him more. Um I've only seen mostly cartoon iterations, some from Batman the animated series, not mm-hmm. the animated series, the uh the Batman animated series, if yeah. you remember that, the uh the more upgraded one, like the, like 2004 on 4Kids and stuff like yeah. that or, Yeah. Where he is a psychopath Bob mob boss who kind of builds his own empire from scratch. He comes from a really fucked up family. He's a fair, he's a fucking torture artist. Like he loves torturing characters. Mm-hmm. He loves putting characters in these fucked up situations where he will fucking basically break them. In this, they just, we, we both agreed. They just made him into a misogynistic asshole. Yeah. That's all he is. They didn't give him any depth. We get no backstory on him. We don't get any, I don't, I don't understand his personal motive besides the diamond. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why he's an asshole. Why does he so on so hate women so much? And so why, why the black mask? Why the he black just randomly mask? Ha- he has, he tells stories of all the other masks that he has in his possession. Yeah, as and he doesn't do one. He doesn't even hold it in his <laughs> office. Like it's yeah. not even in his office encased or anything like that. It's just, yeah. he had the fucking shrunken heads from a, from a South American fucking tribe or some mm-hmm. shit like that he had that fucking statue of those asian statues those like buddhist statues i think they were or or chinese shoulder, soldier yeah, statues something like that and then he never gets to the actual black mass or describe what what it is about it mm-hmm. i know i've i've seen his origin i know that but the he, audience doesn't know the, uh, most <laughs> of the audience doesn't know yeah um and on top of that i don't see his he doesn't wear it at all until, until the, the very last, end yeah. so i don't even believe that i just get told that this is black mass but i don't really see it there's nothing he doesn't do much no he yells at his henchmen to do things to do and things. then they fail and then he just yells at them more to yeah. do more things and then yeah. he comes at the end like i'll do it myself type of situation which <laughs> thanos <laughs> that, yeah he's not not the best of them yeah he is after a diamond right <laughs> a jewel a gem some sort of a jewel. stone yeah yeah, I don't know. This 
you said he was one dimensional. I very, agreed. Very, very much yeah, so. Yeah, they misused him. And then it, it's more frustrating to misuse him and then you just kill him off. I'm just like. Okay. I, I didn't even care. It was probably I'm, better for the character. It was probably, anyway. yeah. At this point, <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's fine with me. And I shouldn't feel that way about a Black Mask or Victor Zaz. Yeah. You shouldn't feel that way about villains that could, they have such rich story. You can make so much out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you make them very bland. They just make them like Ocean's Eleven villains. <laughs> but at least with Ocean's Eleven villains, like the characters themselves, that group of characters are so interesting. They're very entertaining. That no, it's, I meant like it's, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're just one dimensional. They're just there and go. Yeah. Um, hey, Rick and Morty called it best. They're actually shitty. Those movies are actually <laughs> shitty. Rick and Morty episode three of oh, season four or yeah. something like that. Yeah, they, like those movies are bad. Those aren't really good movies. You're just tricked into believing they're good movies. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, my biggest issue with him is more or less that I think, and I, I don't want to, I, I know our, we have a female director mm-hmm. for this movie. And I feel like a lot of the times when you have these Hollywood female directors and they get told, they don't, they probably don't know the source material as best. Most of these directors, I don't think most of the time know these stories. They usually best, skim right? stuff. Then they're, when they're trying to figure out who to make their villain and stuff like that, they're given a couple options. They choose one, and they kind of go with what they think the villain. They, You know he's an aggressive villain. Mm-hmm. So she went with the misogynistic part because he's already kind of an asshole. He doesn't yeah. have any superpowers, so they don't have to worry about that. And mm-hmm. it's a team full of women. So just make him an asshole guy who hates women. And that's it. And I, I got to say it to you. To all the feminist directors and and male feminist directors, you guys got to give us more. You guys got to give us much more in dimensions towards you. Why are they like this? Mm-hmm. Especially for these like comic book movies that are just that you know the audiences are pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. they are. Yeah. I I don't like it when directors they they hit coddle, us over the head or coddle to the lowest denominator is that the right way of saying that mm-hmm. like where they where they just give us the lowest form it's like ah, they'll like it it's, yeah. it's good enough yeah and i think just being like black mass hates women is just like, like not enough yeah but it, but for the lowest because audience score is not that bad it's like a, for this 87 movie. or something yeah which people like me. it yeah i'm not surprised <laughs> i'm not i i don't fucking i just felt underwhelmed audience score audiences are idiots no offense, guys. <laughs> I don't know. You Sometimes guys I are. agree with the audience. I'll, I'll, I'll see, like, critics' reports. Are, critics like, really... are idiots, too, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Critics. <laughs> this is why I don't want us to be Sometimes a critic they podcast. Love, yeah. Sometimes they love movies, and I watch it. I'm like, really? This shit worked for you? <laughs> it's like, how did this work for anyone? <laughs> it's a weird sensation. All right. Sometimes. So the this one was surprisingly well-balanced. Both sides. The critics thought it was an 80. Yeah. Uh, 80 plus. And, and, and the so audience. did audience. Yeah. I don't get how this movie in critics' eyes did better than Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, that made no sense. How did Joker is a complex character? Our our villain, our protagonist Joker, complex character, our essential villain is society. Mm-hmm. We get this like it, it, this character study of how a, a person who's trying their best, trying hardest to keep up, to stay up with everything, trying their hardest to fit in to mm-hmm. be a pl- be an active member of society and society just keeps beating the shit out of him and being like fuck that nah we don't like you you mm-hmm. you you fuck you we don't <laughs> care and then he breaks because of it and we see this huge character arc of him fighting himself over it trying to get over that mindset and he fails mm-hmm. and th- 
Guys, failure failure in story arcs is also character cha- is also character arc changing. It's also it's really powerful. It's really good. Yeah, if you're not every hero has to succeed. Every challenge does not have fuck. to beat. Yeah, exactly. Every challenge does not have to beat. Every every story beat does not have to be met in success. That does not need to happen. You can have your character fail and then get a different result. It works. Not everybody's John McClane. Not everybody <laughs> is Rocky. Like when I don't always yeah. want to see the underdog take over. Sometimes I want the underdog to lose. In a story, in a story, in real life, I hope the underdog wins. <laughs> you deserve it. I don't. I, but in a story which is fictional, most of the time, mm-hmm. I like to see the character fail or sometimes fail and just fail and then just go a different route. Mm-hmm. Because it just makes for a more entertaining story. And sometimes that's just what happens in life, too. Exactly. And Joker is one of those characters where he failed every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Each, each. If you notice, his story beats are kind of the anti-hero story beats. Yeah, Because the, 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 hero, the hero story beats are you face a challenge, you overcome it, a bigger challenge comes, and it, and then you just kind of follow this wavy hill until you reach the climax. Mm-hmm. Then, you re- then you have the following action where it kind of like steers off and then climax, right? Mm-hmm. Joker fails every story beat. Yep. And the climax is his breaking point. Yep. And then his his falling action is him accepting the fact that he will not be a part of it and taking matters into his own hands. Mm-hmm. And that's where we catch him in the climax, happily killing at his own at his whim at his own whim. Mm-hmm. Walked out of that insane asylum or the or that uh, the Arkham the Arkham room. Yeah. <laughs> with blood on his shoes, and we're like, oh shit, did he just fucking kill her? <laughs> and that's our character failing to get to his main goal because his main goal was to be. In, to be embedded in society as a normal person. Yeah, to be a comedian and to be accepted by someone. And then none of it happened. Yeah. None of it happened. Became a new desire. Yeah. Ultimately. And um, so I don't mind. Like, that's, I love that. That's great. That's actually still a story arc. And I get, there's this fucking, this mindset that it was supposed to be a fucking, a, a love story for incels and shit like that. That doesn't make sense. I don't know who was making comments about that. This had nothing to do with incels. Yeah. This it, dude did not feel sorry for himself about being single or anything. Yeah. He didn't he, shoot somebody for He wasn't woman. even really after women. Yeah. Most of the time. He had an imagination in yeah. which he would like insert himself in these like fake moments yeah but that's yeah it has nothing to do with being an incel he, he was never like oh i want to have sex yeah I, i'm gonna I kill just, these people because i can't have sex yeah he was never into this <laughs> it was not his thing if anything that's his, like a black mask kind of his, thing. his 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 motive for success in his job was more was more of a driving force than anything else yeah but it didn't work out. Yeah. And so I wonder if the, the controversy that the media tried to spin affected is what, the score. Uh, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But the thing is, I'd be stupid. I fucking hate people, man. I do. They, I do. I hate the media, too, because they did the same thing with recently with Kobe Bryant's death. If you notice with the I don't know if you heard about the Gale. Um, the I forget her fucking last name. The. The CBS reporter. I think she's CBS reporter. Gail. I forget her name. No. The black woman who did the R. Kelly. Remember the R. Kelly? Oh, Y'all killing surviv- me with this shit. Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> Surviving R. Kelly. Yeah. No, the uh, the interview with R. Kelly. Oh, oh wait, yeah, yeah. The woman Sorry, who's... Yeah, yeah. So she was um interviewing one of Kobe's female teammates because yeah. uh, she, she plays for the Laker, the female Laker teams, which is the Sparks, I think. Yeah. I think the LA Sparks, something like that. Okay. Uh, and then she kept asking about the accusations and when she, the girl kept like saying, hey, that's not the person. Like when she kept giving her a definitive answer, she kept pushing mm-hmm. for the answer and it pissed off everybody. But the way them, like that's how media is. Like, yeah, they just, just like go to the, stir the pot. Yeah, exactly. For more ratings, more clicks. And more looks. Yeah. And so I think that's that exact thing happened with the Joker movie where yeah. it's like they use that narrative like of, of school shooters and, and, 
and um and just these like white male um terrorists essentially yeah. as a means to be like hey the, they're trying to promote this for joker stuff when the entire thing is just a character study on how he goes from point a to point b yeah. and fails every turn of the way yeah and uh, yeah it it, it, it Annoys the shit but they're me. totally okay with Harley Quinn and child endangerment <laughs> and turning her to a life of crime. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, they don't complain about that. There was, there was. Te- you could definitely argue there's a theme of of um of terrible parentage in this story. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, or, or terrible role modeling too. Yeah, but they won't. They won't say anything now. No, which they is like to pick and choose. Yeah, they they do. And my thing is, if the the scores are fucking ridiculously close. Yeah, and we're talking about an Oscar-nominated Joker. Mm-hmm. This jo- this movie's Oscar-nominated, and it has a better. That's how I know critics are full of shit right now. Yeah, full of shit. There was one critic though I thought it was a little harsh. <laughs> I thought he was a bit harsh. Um, yeah. He like said this movie shouldn't exist. It's an absolute. This is an absolute uh, abomination. Uh, abomination. Yeah, he said basically like it was an absolute. I, I'll see if I can get you the yeah. the link to that. I was like, all right, That's chill out, dude. Ridiculous. It's, it's a it's Relax. just a movie. It's not meant to be. You should be saying that about Dragon Ball Evolution, <laughs> the last Airbender. Those are never should have never come to light. But uh, I digress. But yeah, and I just cannot believe that this movie has a better score than Joker, which is a phenomenally better movie than yeah. this movie. By far, by far, and we don't even have a, a centralized villain. The villain is a, a theme; it's mm-hmm. an idea. Yeah, and it's still a better villain than Black Mask. Yeah, I know, because it literally still makes our character lose. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough thing, man. I, yeah. I'm not. And a, this movie doesn't have to be like an Oscar-nominated thing, but like just do better with your villains. Yeah. All right. So, comic book character, comic book movies in general, we agree, mutually agree, need to do better with villains. Yeah. Marvel still needs to. They're they're starting to keep up yeah. with their villains, but they need to continue that that tradition that that idea of like let's make our villains more interesting yeah, and complex. Exactly, because when Marvel have done the best villains, those villains are fan favorites, and yeah. they, and fans actually want those villains more than they want the heroes. I know they like, they got black uh the Black Panthers Killmonger Killmonger uh, Loki Dan- Thanos yeah um yep um. Yeah, the 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 times that they've done it the best. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Spider Man, the Spider Man villain. So, uh, f- f- fuck, Hawk, Falcon, no. Oh, um, Vulture. Vulture. Yeah. Vulture. Yep. That's four. You know, four really Vulture. good villains. He, uh, fucking. Oh, uh, how could we forget? Uh, Mysterio. Mysterio. He was really. He was. He presented a really good yeah. challenge, a psychological challenge. Exactly, and he yeah. was also fucking played by one of our favorite. Uh, actors in yeah. the game right now. Yep, R- done well too. So, and we want those characters to come back, mm-hmm. and we will we'll pay to go see those characters because we like those villains. But when you have like Eldridge Killian from Iron Man Three, ugh. <laughs> um, oh my god, fucking uh, the dude from uh, what's his name? Something Whips from Iron Man Two. Oh. <laughs> Thor, all of Thor's villains besides, uh, Actually, all of Thor's all villains. All of Thor's villains, Even yeah. Taika Waititi's version of... Um, What's her face? Ra- uh, Rag- of uh, Hela, Hela was yeah. all right. It wasn't about the villain anyway. Yeah, it, it was, was about Thor's the, journey. The journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah and they make that clear in the movie. Yeah. At least Taika makes it very clear this is about Thor's journey and yeah. not really our villain. The Guardians of the Galaxy's villains haven't been great either. Ego, Ego was kind of... Ego was trash. Yeah. He was he's, very boring. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. and that one is also about the characters. That's yeah. that's that's a perfect example of Ocean's Eleven type shit because yeah. that one was about the characters. Yeah. Both of those movies are about the characters, which that can be fine. It's just with I feel like in this movie, the Birds of Prey movie, there wasn't enough characterization going around. It was yeah, mostly for Harley. You know that's crazy is that. Guardians of the Galaxy did a better job of bringing those characters together as a team up than because Birds they of team Prey. up like at least towards the middle of the movie, which should be like the latest point. Yeah, where you guys need to team up. This they team up at the very end, and it kind of feels forced. Yeah, like they they wouldn't have banded together if they weren't outgunned by these yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. That's the that's only true. reason why they survive, and that's not that doesn't make for an interesting sort of team up of people it's when people decide what's the motivation behind guardians teaming up do you remember in the is- um because they all wanted to just go their own ways and get their money yeah but then when they realize that there's a threat that could affect everybody they start caring about people the jail scene is also kind of significant because that's the f- that's the middle the jail- point where they all get together and shit like that yeah they realize like oh shit like this thing that we've been going after this could kill people yeah and, and they um, don't they actually don't like that yeah so they have like a one shared value. It's like they do care about lives. And they had a moment that that's a MacGuffin right there. Mm-hmm. That that that's the a power MacGuffin. Stone. The Power Stone was a MacGuffin for them, but they do a really good job of characterizing the characters and the story behind it. That it, yeah. it does work well. Like they they do still want to grab that stone, but it's not for the same purpose as yeah. the beginning they of the movie. They actually are in possession of the stone the entire movie. Yeah, it's actually them trying to get it out of their. They're actually trying to get rid of it. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're trying, trying to bring get it rid to some of intergalactic it. police. Yeah, they're, like, they're trying to get it out of their hands so that they don't have to. So it's like a subversion of the of the normal MacGuffin trait yeah. uh, um, theme. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, because they wanted it to they, be away. They wanted to be as far away as possible. They yeah. knew, they didn't want the Mad Titan Thanos getting it. They didn't <laughs> want fucking uh, what's his name, Ronan getting Ronin, it. Yeah, they didn't want it. It was like, oh, let's just get this fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like, I wanted credits, but now I just want to live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want people to not. Die. Whereas here, all right, each of our characters are after the little girl for different reasons. Well, actually, Huntress, Huntress can be removed from this movie. That's yeah, what sucks she, about she, her character. Yeah, she does so little. She shows up very little. Yeah. Canary has more time. And it's weird because they were... I like... Cause it might be because of Mary Elizabeth Winstead's performance is why I liked Huntress in this one. Like I just liked what they were doing with their personality, but the way she fit into this, she was just like a puzzle piece that did not fit. I had a cringe moment with her when they're like... When Canary's like, oh, I love how angry she is, and she just yells angrily for no reason. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay... A, she was just like yeah she was she said something she's like i'm not angry and i'm like <laughs> okay relax <laughs> you could have yeah like no, she was like it's not I, a fucking cr- a cr- it's not a fucking bow and arrow it's yeah, a crossbow yeah like <laughs> all right i get it i i think the moody angry person personality mm-hmm. would have been a better yeah trait for her but i guess they wanted to go for comedic effect but yeah. even i was like eh. I, <laughs> I guess they tried to draw from her scott pilgrim days <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, there's just like yeah, there's lots of characters that didn't. Rosie fit. Perez's character didn't fit for me either. She was really weird. I don't, I don't know if I just didn't like her performance or if I didn't like her character's writing. She just felt very cartoonish. Yes, like oh, they, yeah, they, they, they mentioned, they, they, they mentioned like, that she's like a typical '80s movie cop. But I'm just which like, I think is supposed to be a uh, a callback to the fact that she was an '80s '90s superstar. Yeah, as an actress. Yeah, not a or not a current one. And it's weird. I thought it was weird that they casted her in this movie. I thought so too. I'm like, what's like, Rosie Perez doing in here? Yeah, because she's I, I I'm used to her being in films that are like really like down to earth. You have White Man Can't Jump. You have yeah. um, 
uh, excuse me, uh, do the right thing. These really like down to earth movies, very human stories. Exactly. And now she's in, in a comic book out of nowhere. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get the reason why, but. And I just didn't find myself caring about her character. Yeah, I her. So I know you did like Huntress, her character, Huntress and Canary, and the little girl. I didn't give a shit about. I did not give movie. a shit about her. If anything, I was getting annoyed with her. I'm the like, little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Her pickpocketing was mad obvious. I'm like, this doesn't look stealthy at all. I would have felt that. <laughs> I could have been drunk and I would have been like, hey, the fuck, what? Come here. <laughs> like, she, I don't know. I don't know. There was like a lot going on with these characters and I feel like they weren't interconnected enough. Yeah. Like they need to take a, a page from like Guardians or like even Avengers. With Avengers, they came together because of a decision. Yeah. Something bad happens and they're just like, Fuck There's it. a decision here, but it's a weird one. Huntress actually doesn't even have a reason to be there because her whole story arc is what? Get revenge for her family. She right? just wanted to kill all like the mafia members that, that were killed involved. her family. Yeah. Then she finished Z- that. And then she said like, okay, I'm leaving now because I killed everyone. I yeah. To. <laughs> and <laughs> and she's only- like, and wait, who says it? Who said, oh, it was the cop. It was Rosie Perez's character. She's yeah. like, no, wait, you can't leave. You're not done yet. He's just like, what do you mean? He's <laughs> like, well, who do you think sent those guys to kill your family? <laughs> Black Mask. <laughs> Black Mask did it. What do you mean? And lo- and then I'm like, really? Like how? I didn't even see any of that connection. I, I didn't. I first time I didn't even know Zaz was in that like that like cut. I just didn't. I realize. didn't notice. I was like, oh, okay. did they just insert that in this flashback? Because I don't remember that in the previous yeah. flashback. <laughs> <laughs> and so she she just seemed like a reason to get rid of Bla- Zaz. Yeah. And save our character. It it was a weird. Like I said, this felt very ad libbed. Yeah. It's felt like insert character here. Like there was just a standard script and it was like, all it's right, like we'll, put, we'll put Rosie Perez character here. We'll put Huntress's character here. <laughs> we'll put this character here. And we'll put that character there. Someone all was right, like, Why works. is Huntress here? Yeah. Don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah. they kept calling her the crossbow killer. Yeah. That was annoying as shit. Yeah. That was the worst fucking joke. Yeah, the- they kept repeating it. It's like, it's the cross. Really, guys? <laughs> oh, my God. She reminded me of our our, our villain from Bad Boys. She's just oh, riding yeah. around in a motorcycle, shooting <laughs> people up. <laughs> <laughs> the black she, motorcycle. That that at least worked. Yeah. They're like, watch out for the black motorcycle. Watch yeah. out. There's somebody on a black motorcycle around. <laughs> you know how many black motorcycles are out there? I know. There's only one crossbow killer. The person with the fucking crossbow. <laughs> There's a ton of people with black motorcycles in black suits, black helmets. It makes it it makes it terrifying, right? It was yeah. like, oh shit, is that him? Is that him? But the moment you see the crossbow on her back, oh, that's that's the crossbow killer over there. That's <laughs> Legit definitely walking her. around with a rain jacket, yeah. and with a crossbow hanging on it. Uh, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's just a lot of. I feel like all the potential was there, and then they just put the pieces in all the wrong. These places. characters needed their own movies, man. Yeah. Am I if you're gonna do Hunt at least Huntress. Maybe at not least, Rosie yeah, Perez's have character. A good portion of them have their own movies because three. At least give me three. You get yeah. the Harley Quinn movie, which would have been this one. Yeah. You get the Canary movie, which flushes her out and makes her a little bit more interesting. Yeah. And then a Huntress movie. And you can bring in the cop. The cop Rosie Perez character can be in all three. Because if mm-hmm. it's happening in Gotham, mm-hmm. she's a cop of Gotham. And she can be the focal point of where these characters meet, why these characters end up together, and then they can take down Black Mask, who she knows is after a little girl who swallowed a diamond. Mm-hmm. Boom. There you go. You have four movies. All probably do really well because they're all connected, so you're going to get the fan base coming back every single time to watch these movies. Yeah. This one, they were just like, let's just spit out a, a female a female suicide squad. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Not a fan. C-plus for me. Yeah. There's, there's a great moment. You know what? All right. We've been shitting on it the whole time. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's talk about some positives of the movie. Yeah, we definitely. talked about the action sequences. The color palettes are really good, dude. I think that opening, the animated opening, was really, really good. I actually was you like, didn't like it. I was like indifferent to it. Fair I enough. Like, I eh. liked it a lot. They gave they gave Joker more the, presents. Yeah, they gave Joker <laughs> more presents, and then on top of that, it felt very because she's a cartoony character. Yeah, she's a very outlandish character, mm-hmm. and so when she's describing it, it it looks much better animated than it would have if they did this with real people. Yeah, with the voiceover. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's why I enjoyed it a little more. Plus, we don't get that often. Yeah, I don't think we get often where there's a where there's an animated beginning into into a movie. And I think sometimes a mixture of both is kind of cool. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it gives it a little bit of flair, a little bit of flavor, something new going on. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They just, yeah. uh, The color palette's really good. I like my favorite scene. The, 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 when Harley comes into the jail or the police Academy or the police Headquarters. Mm-hmm. It just starts whacking people with that was really rubber good. with like rubber bullets and uh the the <laughs> what do they call the uh, pads? The, not the pads. They're like beanie. The mm-hmm. beanies. The the bean the beanie things they use for crowd control. Yeah, yeah. That shit. That I, shit was hilarious, dude. Yeah. Um, the slow mo worked in this for me. Yeah, the they didn't. I was worried about overusing it, but they did it in the right times. Yeah, because so a lot of movies will overdo the shit out of it and it's like Teen Wolf overdid the shit out yeah. of it <laughs> but Teen Wolf's a low budgeted show I know, but it's like, a low budgeted show <laughs> you gotta show some impact of the force cause you know in real life that that does not it's not as hard as it really is so oh man Teen, teen Wolf was also about the drama yeah the drama was heavily yeah it's a teen drama you know yeah it had to be but um, no, yeah, the choreography was really good. People looked like they were getting hit. It, yeah, it didn't look overly choreographed. Too many, too much. If I'm gonna criticize the action scenes, too many, like um, no, no name, no face henchmen getting beat up. Yeah, they it went so on a little long like, sometimes. Yeah, just like too many. It's like all right, yeah. we get it. Yeah, you get the the scene in the hot and sorry, not the hospital. You get the scene in the jail or the police headquarters. Mm-hmm. You get the scene at the end. You get a mid scene in the middle with with Harley Quinn and Canary. Yeah, you just get a ton of just let's just beat up these people. These random, yeah, thugs. yeah, these random bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's there not like no, it's not like they're fighting anyone you care about. Yeah, at least when Avengers does it, you still have the main villain involved. Yeah, you have these no name, faceless villains that they just kind of all have this war with. Mm-hmm. But then you're fighting Loki as well. Yeah, Loki's involved. Yeah, you're fighting Thanos as well. Thanos is involved. You're fighting Ultron, even Ultron, which is my least favorite of the Avengers movies. At least he's involved. Like he's yeah. there fighting too. Yeah. Motherfucker grabs a plane and starts fucking mowing <laughs> people down. Yeah. Whereas Black Master is like, I'm just gonna sit in the background. He doesn't do shit. Let me just chill right here. Yeah, you guys he... will get it. I mean, I pay you guys. You have to get it. Like, <laughs> come on. You yeah. know, you know that's not how that works. Yeah. And well. then, and then when he is involved in the action, he's not really anything menacing. He's no, not, he's, he's not, a guy with a pistol. Yeah, he's <laughs> yelling at at people again. I like the black mask from um, um, from Red Hood. We, I mentioned that to you in the car when we rode over here. Yeah. Whenever his whenever his henchmen failed, he knocked the shit out of them in front of everybody. <laughs> he's just fucking knocking these guys out. Yeah. He also doesn't make the one the the black mask from the from the comics and some of the series. He whenever people stare at him, mm-hmm. he has like this like twitch. He's like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" Yeah. Do you not think you don't think I'm pretty? That <laughs> shit. Like he just gets overtly aggressive when people are just like, "Oh." Looking at him just one yeah, second too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" And yeah. I, I, I wish I would have got that from you. He, yeah. um, he, 
this is actually my least favorite Ian McKellen. Sorry, not Ian McKellen. Ian Mc. Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor. Sorry. You and you and McGregor. You and McGregor. Uh, performance. Performance. Yeah, I it's, mean, he did the best like, with what he was given, but it's like he wasn't given much. Yeah, it's just not. <laughs> I love him to death too. He's one of my favorite. He's actors. amazing. He's really good. Dude, watch I, him in Doctor Sleep. I know. I said to watch it. We'll yeah. we'll do a review on it because we never got to watch. We never got to do a view review when it's, it came it's out. It's such an underrated but movie. I'm a huge fan of um of Christopher or is it Robin? Christopher Robin. Is it the whole name? Is his yeah. Name? Yeah. I'm a fan of it. I thought that. it was really good, and he seemed like a really like. He, he he seemed adulted. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he <laughs> and then when he goes from being an adulting character to a, an actual back to having fun and being kind of kid mindset, it's mm-hmm. it's real it's real touching. He's really good, man. Yeah, um, definitely. that movie may not have done well, but I thought it was a really good movie. I thought to it was watch. really good. I liked it a lot. It yeah. was real heart wrenching. I'm a huge I'm a huge sucker for Winnie the Pooh. I'm not, I'm not gonna bullshit. Yeah. Whenever I hear that song come up, Winnie the Pooh, I, I start to cry a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I used to be a kid one one time. I used to have fun. No, I'm working full time. And I hate my life. Yeah. <laughs> Story about 401ks and shit. Uh, what is that? <laughs> I want 401k on a video game. That's my score. Just give me 401k and I'll just be left alone somewhere. <laughs> just give me just give me a $401,000 and I will be left alone somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I will, you guys will never see me again. You'll never have to bother me. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, he did what he could with this role. Yeah. It's just... That's the thing. Like, I try to find more things to praise about this movie. It's which hard, really, It's dude. just the action, the colors, the some of the people's performances. Margot Robbie kills it all the time. Yeah, she's. I don't want to. I don't want to criticize her because I don't think there's anything to criticize. She really brings this character to life. And yeah, they she, did fine with her character. Yeah, the cool thing about this character, you know, there's no car, comic book origin to this character originally because it was mm-hmm. an, it's it's Batman animated. The Batman animated series original original character. Original character. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So and she never had a comic book until after until that. way after. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they they did real good with her character, but oh, I also like the fact that they brought in the fact that she was like a PhD. She had mental, and yeah. then she she let it all go away due to. Falling that, for her patient. Exactly. <laughs> like falling for a toxic guy. And yeah. I love that because I think that story arc works really well because that is a common trope in <laughs> real life. I know a few. Yeah. I know a few too. girls that have dated under and then a lot of their life gets ruined because this piece of shit dude who is nothing. Yep. These girls have great degrees, great jobs, and there's a piece of shit <laughs> out that they're with. And you yeah. guys, are, I love you guys to death, but sometimes you guys got to open your eyes <laughs> to the situation <laughs> you're in. <laughs> Maybe they need to see this movie and, I don't know, kill some But I like that they, they pull that in because, you know, girls, they, it takes a lot for a girl to get over those situations. And when they do and they realize how stupid they were, mm-hmm. they basically are like, yeah, I was a fucking idiot. I had all this going for me, and I still let this one idiot fucking ruin right. a ton of shit for me. Yeah. So I thought that was a gr- really good story arc for her. Yeah. Um, that, that yeah, like, it's real hard to criticize her because she does this character justice very well, especially with the material she's given mm-hmm. um she's really good she's an underrated actress i think she's properly rated i you feel like so? I, I hear a lot of praise for her fair enough yeah. i think she hasn't gotten the proper i thought she hasn't gotten the shit don't, i don't even think she's in supporting actress for um once upon a time in hollywood for the oscars tonight no but then again she wasn't given much to do she just fair enough sits there fair enough yeah she doesn't do i don't anything. think she got i don't think she got nominated for her role as naomi in, in wolf of wall street either I don't know. I'd I don't have to look did. at that. I don't think she, she did. She did so good in that. Yeah. She's such a great She's very character. She, and her accent's fucking on point, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, who, who, who? All right. So, fucking owl? 
I gave it a C plus earlier. I'm gonna stick with my C plus. I think the movie's decent. If you want a movie night with your girl or a movie night with your guy friends, I think this is a decent movie to go check out. I don't think it's worth the full fifteen, thirteen dollars you may be paying. Yeah. But it's still it's a decent movie. It's not terrible, but it's also not great. Um, it's was yeah. What do you give it, Alvin? Uh C minus. I was just I was just barely entertained. Okay, so fair enough. This is definitely better than Suicide Squad for me. Did it break the cardinal rule of not entertaining the audience? Do you think it broke the cardinal rule? No. Okay, so it, it definitely so entertained the audience. The audience. Pe- people fucking clapped in my theater, which I found surprising. <laughs> I was like, me and Jessica looked around, like, like what the fuck? Relax. <laughs> this is not the Avengers. It's not. All right. So all right. Uh, if. You a kind of watch if you wanted to go ahead. If yeah. you don't, eh. If you're the kind of rent it. Yeah. If you're <laughs> the kind of person that cares about story, then may it might yeah. not work for you. Yeah, don't watch. If this. you're looking for like a good fun action flick, like a John Wick type of fun, then this you might work. Like you you'll probably like this for sure. Even John Wick has a better story. Even three had a better story. <laughs> it was a co- over. It Even was with the it plot was, holes. Yeah, it was a ton of plot holes and a little. What is the word? Overfilled? Mm-hmm. But it's still a better story. All right. Before we go, tonight is the 2020 Oscars. Ooh, tonight watching. is the 2020 Oscars. You're going to watch it? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep up with it uh, If I don't watch all of it, yeah, I'll just keep up online. Can we look at the, can we look at the, uh, at least the, the major categories real quick before we go? Yes. Oscar 2020. So I still haven't seen a ton of these. <laughs> Have you seen 1917? No, I wanted to. Fucking good, dude. You saw it? Yeah. I need to know what it's about because I've I, seen memes about this movie. It's just like it's just a movie about a motherfucker running. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, it it is it is about a motherfucker running, <laughs> but it is the most exciting and thrilling motherfucker since running Dunkirk. Since I I haven't <laughs> seen Dunkirk. I oh. will admit I haven't seen Dunkirk. But now after watching this, I have to watch it so I can compare and contrast. <laughs> But uh, it's a fucking dude. I know it's not shot. I know it's not a one shot. But they edit it like it's a yo, one shot, like dude, one take. It is, yo. This it just it the 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 film. Sorry, the camera just rotates around the character instead of just being focused on one position of the character. Mm-hmm. You'll see like different positions, and it's the oh, it's tracking so shots good. are always it's so, so fun. fucking good. Yeah. Oh, uh, it feels like one. They they do the cut so fucking cleanly too. They do them so good. I actually watched a video on YouTube on how they do those kinds of edits, and it, they, it's the most subtle, normal like camera pans that yeah. you wouldn't realize. There's, you'll notice where the cuts are in the movie, yeah. but then it's so smoothly done yeah. that it's almost impossible to really pinpoint just pinpoint exactly what second to mm-hmm. millisecond the cut happens. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Did a really good job. So. Anyways, for best picture, we have 1917, which you haven't seen. I've seen. Loved it. If it wins, uh, it deserves it. Ford versus Ferrari, I don't think has a chance of winning. Didn't I didn't even it. watch it. I didn't see it, but it doesn't seem to have the that the traction. word of mouth. Exactly, the traction that the other. Joker, possible. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This one's a tough one for me. I love this movie. I really yeah. like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't think that one will get it. I don't think it'll get it. I think it will get Best Supporting Actor for for um Brad Pitt's character. Probably. Brad Pitt character in that movie is so fucking, fucking good. good. <laughs> so fucking good. 
Parasite, you've seen it. I've seen it. It's beautiful. I, I've. It would be a strong contender, but I feel like it's not going to get up there. Just but it would make history if it did. Do it would be the great. The Academy might be looking at the fact that it being a foreign film, the first foreign film to ever be nominated for Best Picture yeah. and possibly winning, that that could be big numbers for the Academy. Yeah. That could be. And yeah. we know part of, part, of, part of this shit is to get people watching. Mm-hmm. Part of it. So it's a possibility. The Irishman, you hated. <laughs> <laughs> I was not a fan of it. Uh, I love that movie. I don't think it'll win. I don't no. think it's not that. as impactful as some of the other. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Films. I think there are some other films. Also, the other films are shorter and <laughs> and get straight to the point. Yeah, that's they, true. They, their themes are right in your face. Whereas Irishman took me like two watches to really kind of grasp. Yeah. I guess it's it's supposed to be like a historic, a fictional historical biopic. But at the same time, I'm like, I still don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little Woman, I did not see. I did not care for seeing. I don't think it'll win, but I've seen crazier things. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit, my favorite <laughs> film of the year. I don't think it'll win, but I would absolutely love if this movie won. <laughs> it's my favorite to win. It, yeah. If I had to choose who I think would win out of my favorites, I think it'll be between 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which ones I want to win? Jojo Rabbit, I wanted to win. I want Tiger Wadidi to get the praise this man deserved. Because this man brought a dying character from a Marvel series back into the spotlight. Mm-hmm. He's brought in... He he made a comedy, a child's comedy about mm-hmm. Hitler. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It wasn't like anything controversial. It was such a good... It worked so well. Yeah. Um. What else did he do recently? I feel like he did something else recently that I'm... The Star Wars episodes. Oh <laughs> the yeah, the ending, the Mandalorian finale, exactly, yeah. which was one of the, if not in my opinion, the, my favorite episode of the entire so season. Yeah, and we get some fucking stormtrooper dialogue. That's mm. crazy. We never get stormtroopers talking. <laughs> and then Marriage Story, which I loved, and and you did not. Not so much. No. Not as much. <laughs> uh, and I'm a huge Adam Driver fan. I love that he's dude. Great. I love that dude. That he's one of my favorite actors out right now. Yeah. So, who would you think would be taking the award tonight? Who do you think will take it tonight? I feel like it's going to be 1917. Really? I feel like it just because I, I just keep seeing that name. It's just like you hear a lot of Joker, 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 but then suddenly 1917 is also being talked about. Yeah. And then I just feel like the combination of it being like, I don't know what the, the premise is, but any war film that's American. Do you want me to tell you the premise? It's yes. real simple. Yeah. It's super, super yeah, simple. Yeah, because it looks very simple. So the premise is that our main characters are in a trench war currently that if you know trench wars, they were kind of stalemates. Yes. Basically, you just got stuck in there until somebody- Somebody made a move. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just a ton of bullshit. Yeah. Isn't one character looking for their brother? Yes. So yeah. here's the thing. So we there's intel that reaches this particular um, trench um, mm-hmm. like situation like Mm -hmm. there's a particular message that gets to the um the higher ups that are running this particular trench Mm -hmm. they need to go to the to the guy who's going forward with a an attack that is actually being a baited attack so Mm -hmm. basically the germans are baiting this particular trench war happening Mm -hmm. in order to retreat they're retreating in order to bait them into a trap they the the Englishmen find out there's a message saying, "Hey, we found out we found out through sec- secret messages. This is a trap. We got to yeah. stop these guys." So they sent 
since the guy's brother is in this particular unit, Platoon, yeah. he grabs him and they make him choose one other person to go with him. And he chooses his best friend that's there. But they don't tell them why they're cho- why he's where he's going and who why he's choosing and what's the mission. Mm-hmm. They don't find out until he chooses and then they go. Mm-hmm. And then when they realize what's going on, they're like, "Oh shit, this is an actual serious thing." Yeah. So now they're now they're challenged to cross over a war-filled trench area without getting killed, mm-hmm. without getting caught by German spies or, or German um, guards and reaching this particular unit mm-hmm. in order to stop them from having thousands of soldiers killed. Yeah. By accident. Yeah. Because they think they're they think they're advancing and and winning the war when they're actually being baited to lose the entire unit. Mm-hmm. And that's the entire story of the movie. Okay. But the fucking journey is incredible. Yeah. The journey of these characters are is incredible. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. It's such a good movie. Now, that's who you think will win. Who do you want to win? Do I want Which to win? of the movies you've seen? We're not gonna we're gonna describe the ones we yeah. haven't seen. Of the movies you've seen, who do you want to win? It has to be Parasite. Parasite. I, I would vote Parasite. Parasite. Not just because for the sake of an international film, but because of what story it brings and what sort of questions and ideas it brings about, like you know the the themes of like capitalism and how there it's a very great area between rich and poor people. It's like yeah. we'll all take advantage of each other if we have to to survive. Yeah. It was told so like brilliantly, and it's so entertaining, and people are like loving it so much. I feel like it, it's worthy of like being a winner, and I think I would want that to win. Like it's it's so freaking good. All right, but it, it's hard. It's a hard choice. You already know the one I want to win. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I think Jojo Rabbit is such a fucking great storytelling of a child being put into a situation where they don't understand, but they're being taught that this is the right way so that's their understanding of it until they get a different perspective of what's actually going on and now his his entire world is being challenged mm-hmm. through comedy and dramatic effect being told that way I, I, I think it's fucking one of the best pieces of storytelling I've seen in a long time yep. there was this controversy about about having Hitler in a movie and having it as a comedy for a while but, but people those, didn't watch it yet exactly, when they made those comments exactly yeah. no one's seen it because if you watch the movie you see exactly what the the actors and directors are going for with making Hitler a, they make him a character to make fun of the stupidity behind his ideology mm-hmm. it's not enhancing the ideology I'd be pissed if I was a Nazi and I seen <laughs> Hitler in that night I would be pissed if I was like a part of that party yeah and Hitler was being made fun of in that way because it makes you look dumb as hell yeah so the controversy behind it unwarranted doesn't make any sense to me fine mm-hmm. now who do I think is gonna win I actually think even though I haven't seen Parasite I think Parasite has the, I think Parasite's the one that's gonna win I think it, ha- it has had the the momentum it has the traction everybody's talking about it i haven't seen it or seen anything about it and yet i know that it's fucking on it on everybody's radar yeah so that's the one i actually and then the fact that it's a foreign film that's actually the first foreign film to be even nominated for best picture mm-hmm. to me i think the likelihood that they'll go in that direction yeah. just because it's different it's new um, it, it's a minority director who's mm-hmm. done an excellent job. He, it's not, it's not because he's a minority director. He's a minority director who knows how to fucking direct right. and make a movie. So, right. all right, let's go to best actor. So I've never seen two popes. Don't plan on seeing two popes, <laughs> but Jonathan, Jonathan Price. I don't know if you remember them. He's the, he's, if you watch game of Thrones, he's the, the church guy. Okay. The one that traps Cersei. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, what the fuck? The, the high Septon. Mm-hmm. the high Septon. Adam Driver from Marriage Story. 
Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, which I've never seen. I've never seen. I haven't seen it, but it's a foreign. It's a Spanish foreign film. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, mm-hmm. and Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This dude gets nominated every year. I know. Every year he <laughs> and gets he's nominated. only ever gotten one, one. Oscar. <laughs> he gets nominated a shit ton. Yeah. I don't think Adam Driver is gonna get it. I don't think so either. I think he. I know you don't like his performance in this particular movie, or you. But I, yeah. I loved him in this movie. That's I thought fair. he was fucking great in this movie. That's fair. I think he did such a good portrayal of a middle class or middle class dad working hard and and he's doing his dream job, but he's not getting paid much for it. Mm-hmm. Um, dealing with his wife kind of taking everything from him. I think he does that like that mental state of mind very well in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Joaquin Phoenix Joker, fucking gold. That's yeah. that was acting gold. Man. Yeah, he did. He did. Not only did he do excellent acting method acting he Mm -hmm. fucking lost like almost 50 to 60 pounds you see his body yeah his fucking body he did moments where he would he toward his back and stuff the improvised moment with the fridge where nobody knew what the fuck was going on (laughs) but he just fucking gets in there and just just like in the fridge keep rolling just just keep doing it guys (laughs) (laughs) and then just like what the fuck (laughs) like dude when you get when you get that serious <laughs> I I actually and then Leo for Once Upon a Time of Hollywood, which was hilarious. It gave you a perspective on on a on a dying genre of how actors in a dying genre have to deal with either change or basically getting forgotten in the dust mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Plus, how could you ever beat the flamethrower moment? <laughs> how could you ever? First off, how could you ever beat the hippie moment where he goes outside and literally yells at this car full of strangers, murdering hippies. That he doesn't like, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, how could you beat that? That's so funny. All right, so we'll just do best actor and then best actress, okay. and then we'll be done. Um, so who do you think will take the Oscar? Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Who do you want to take the Oscar? Joaquin. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think Joaquin Phoenix is gonna take it. Mm-hmm. I want. Adam Driver to take it. That's fair. As much as of a fan of um uh of Leo as I am, I think Joaquin killed it in this role. I think he is the master of the arts. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think I think Joaquin I think Joaquin should probably take, gonna it. take yeah, it. Yeah, I think he should take it. Yeah. All right, let's go to best actress. Did you want to do supportings too? No, let's just stick no. to the the best actress. Ones. All right. Best actress. So we have Charlie Theron in Bombshell, which I did not see. Oh, I actually haven't seen. I've only seen one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Harriet came out. Oh, the only one I've known is Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Yeah. All right, so we'll we'll go to best. We'll, we'll go to supporting. Because you have support. Yeah, we'll do the supporting actors and actresses. All right, best supporting actor: Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, Brad Pitt. Um, once a to- once upon a time in Hollywood, two Irishman um um awards here. It's oh. one goes to Joe Pesci for Irishman, the mm-hmm. other one goes to Al Pacino for Irishman. So we wow. have competing movies. Wow. Same movie in competing movie. Oct- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um and then Tom Hanks for a beautiful day in the neighborhood. While I didn't see it, he did look excellent in the trailers. Yeah. So I, I'm yeah. not surprised. Tom- Anthony Hopkins, not gonna consider it. All right, so Brad Pitt, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, Tom Hanks. Who do you think? We'll take it. I think Brad Pitt. You think Brad Pitt? I think so. You also want him to take it, I'm assuming. Yes. You also want him to take it. Yes. Whoo, man. Tough. This is a tough one because tough. I hear Tom Hanks' performance as 
as uh Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is really, really good. Plus I heard their family. They're like related through like distant cousins. That's or something. Yeah, they're like related in some way, shape, That's or form. Freaky. Um I think I actually think ugh, I can't choose between from Irishman. Yeah, because I think Joe Pesci's performance is really fucking good in yeah. Irishman. I mean, these are two legends. Yeah, it's hard to choose. <laughs> All right, so since Joe Pesci hasn't been in a movie in quite some time, and Al Pacino's been rekindling his acting again. A little bit, yeah. I'm going to go with Joe Pesci. I think Joe Pesci should take it. Okay. Who I think will take it is Brad Pitt. Yeah. I think his performance as Cliff is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I feel like it's popular <laughs> with everyone. <laughs> All right, and then we'll just do Best Supporting Actress. So we haven't seen Bombshell or Richard Jewell. No. Or Little Woman. So it has to be between Scarlett Johansson and Laura Dern for Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story. Laura Dern is an asshole in yeah. Marriage Story. A yeah. piece of shit in yeah. Marriage Story, dude. Which is perfect because she's a divorce lawyer. So <laughs> yeah. that's, they're monsters. But Scarlett Johansson, you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. Her, her performance for, is, so, one, no. is so fucking... I would imagine wholesome, she'd dude. be the one to take it, I think. Scarlett Johansson is so wholesome in that movie, dude. It's Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but what happens is one of the most heartbreaking moments in that movie and mm-hmm. it made me fucking I'm going to go my 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 who I think and who I sh- who I want to take, I think it should be Scarlett Johansson. I think yeah. it should be Scarlett. That's my opinion. That's now, fair. for you it has to be Laura Dern because you haven't seen I haven't seen Jojo yeah. Rabbit. Uh, yeah, Laura Dern is great. I don't. If she, she won, I great. wouldn't be fucking. That. All right, last one, best director. This one we've seen all of them except for I haven't seen Parasite and you mm-hmm. haven't seen 1917, but we've seen all the rest. Mm-hmm. But we can make an opinion here. Best director: Quentin Tarantino. Once upon a time, once upon a time. Todd Phillips, Joker. Bon John Ho for Parasite. Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. Sam Mendes, 1917. Final, final award talk. Who do you yeah. think should take it? Who do you think, and who do you want? The director of Parasite. I th- so I, Bong Joon Ho, you think or want? I want. You want him mm-hmm. to. You want him to win for best director. Yes. Who do you think will win for best director? Mm, it might be Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes for nineteen seventeen. I've been hearing his name a lot. Okay, like he's been he's getting a lot of praise. I think he might end up winning okay. best director. Okay. Um. Hmm. This is a tough one. Yeah. <coughs> Alright, here's why it's tough for me. Quentin Tarantino basically did a a love story for Hollywood or like a like love a letter. praise to, a love letter, thank you. A love yep. letter slash praise to Hollywood with a with a fictional Hollywood story of the early 80s, seventies. Mm-hmm. 70s. 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 Todd Phillips made a what most people would not have imagined a Joker movie to be into an actual nominated right. film. Like <laughs> this film is in Best picture. This film is has best best acting a uh, best actor, and it's and it's uh for best director. It's up for best director as well. That's crazy that and a comic book f- affiliated film is, yeah has more than one. Yeah, <laughs> even Avengers Endgame only has one for visual effects. Yeah, and <laughs> Black Panther won an award, but a lot of people, I think you and I agree, also were just like, why? How did that get? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, weird. Exactly, it felt forced. Whereas this one, it made sense. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Bon John Ho made a excellent film, which I still need to see, but I I get the hype behind it, yeah, and I still need to see it. Martin Scorsese is a classic. He's a classic director, man. He's one of the goats of directing mm-hmm. in general. And while 
while you may not be a fan of of the Irishman, you have to admit I, that is well directed. It's yeah, it definitely. is for a three hour film to direct a three hour film like that, and clearly he has more. He had to go through more. Yeah, this is a cut version. Yeah, <laughs> and then Sam Mendes doing this amazingly, basically faux one one shot take of a film. That's very gripping. Gripping and, and thrilling and fucking amazing. Oh, this is hard. Who I think should take it? Who I think should take it? I'm going to go with Sam Mendes as who I think should take it. Okay. Because he... Actually, no. Sam Mendes is who I want to take it. Mm-hmm. He's who I want to take it because of what he was able to do. This is directing. This isn't story. Right. This isn't. This is how you directed the film. Right. The fact that he was able to do... What he did with this film mm-hmm. in such a fucking effective way, I think Sam, I think Sam Mendes should take it. Okay. Who I want to take it. Who I want to take best director. I'm going to have to go with Quentin Tarantino. He's who I want to take it. Okay. I think he directed the way he his uniqueness in just directing in general for all his film mm-hmm. is just so enticing than any of the other directors on here. While Sam Mendes has the while Sam Mendes I think does had the better like way of doing a film, mm-hmm. especially for a film like that. Quentin is just, he's just so unique with all his films. Every film feels different. Yeah. Every time I've seen a Quentin Tarantino film, it has his flavor to it, but it does not feel like the last Quentin Tarantino film. I yeah. think the only two that ever made me feel the same was Django and uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah. They, those are the only That's... two that I ever felt like felt very similar to one another. Yeah. I feel like cousins. But even then, even though they felt really similar, the stories behind them are so fucking significantly different. Yeah. <laughs> significantly yeah. different. You've been um, hearing about these weird whispers and ideas of the Oscars wanting to do best male and best female director. Really? <laughs> there have been talks about possibly Why? doing that. Because best director, they just, just they they want to like try to be more inclusive of like men and women workers. Yeah, but every, for me personally, I think it's one of the stupidest things because I, I didn't I, know about this. Yeah, no, it's a it's like it's it's among one of the stupidest conversations I've heard along with the idea of having a popular film category, which I'm glad they never did. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to do that to get more people watching. Right, it's just like. A director's job is the same no matter who it is behind the camera. Yeah. Whether you're a man, woman, trans, agender, like... If you, if you do a great job, you will get nominated. Yeah, it doesn't matter what your gender is, what your ethnicity is. You're They're all capable of bringing a good story or a shitty story. Yeah. It's like, it's not the same as having like a male and female performer in front of a camera. Yeah. There's always usually a male and female lead. What what might be, what my issue is, I'm not actually against the idea of it, but what my issue is, is when these movements or groups say that we need to do it. You guys don't give us enough representation in these movements. Look at the categories. It's full of white male directors, right? Mm -hmm. They do that, but then they don't, they don't push the narrative of maybe having, like our colored and minority directors aim for or aim for better films mm-hmm. or aim to try to do better films instead of trying to um you know what i mean like and try to try to meet the masses mm-hmm. they try to make their own unique takes on these stories cuz these directors are not afraid to take their own make their own takes on these movies yeah whereas i feel like the directors were, were rooting for to be in best director or in these categories that are colored and minority directors. Um, they don't. Mm-hmm. But I will say some directors get did get snubbed. I think, was it in an Asian director? 
for the Aquafina movie, The Farewell. Yeah, I thought that should have gone far. I thought it. I, I thought it should at least got one. Yeah, it didn't. But get it didn't anything. anything. That was a beautiful fucking film. Yeah, and they used Aquafina in a way that we've never, never seen. seen her before. And she actually has acting chops. Yeah, like we've we've seen her utilized to her best so far. Exactly. So and I the think the story is beautiful. I think. I think maybe arguing the fact that the Academy should pay attention more to our minority directors mm-hmm. and things like that, um, than arguing maybe uh, adding an extra category to <clears throat> to kind of what's the word? What's the word to like accommodate? Accommodate or like to basically to kid kid basically to like treat like the audience like a child? Yeah, coddling. yeah, yeah, coddling. Thank you. Yeah. Like yeah, instead of coddling I, to the masses, like it's just it. like it's not a matter of having a separate category. It's just it's more of a Hollywood problem. They Hollywood still needs to work on being more inclusive of having more variety yeah. in directors. Yeah, exactly. Not just men and women. And looking but, at them too. And yeah. looking at them too, because I feel like because they're not hiring. They still not hiring a lot of like colored and minority directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're still barely getting and, the same amount of women. And as, I feel like the ones that they do these films are lackluster at best. Yeah, we we have an Asian female director for Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, like she, I don't. She has one that's like I think her our previous film before this is Dead Pigs or something like that. I forget mm-hmm. what it is, but there is no push for these films. There is no push for these directors to be in the spotlight. So when you're <clears> looking <throat> at them, it's just you don't know who they are. Yeah, and so it's hard to, it's hard yeah. to go that way. They did it with. Chung so I forget how to say his name. The Korean director for Parasite. Mm-hmm. They're pushing this film heavy. But yeah. Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Mm-hmm. But uh, they haven't done it. You're right. You're absolutely right. So, uh, it's it'll be weird because then he's like, all right. So are we gonna make an all black directors category? Yeah, I know. Make we're it gonna all have Asian directors. Yeah, we're gonna... gay gay directors. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just do directors. Like have just one category. It could be a man, woman, gay person, fucking anybody. It could be a fucking transformer. I don't care. Just, as long as it's a person that's that, that done, earned, a, yeah, that's earned the spot there. Yeah, because these directors have. Yeah, they have. As much as I know, you're not a fan of Irishman. That movie is so well directed. Yeah, <laughs> long as fuck though. <laughs> long as fuck. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Anything else about the Oscars before we go? They are no. tonight. No. No. Just I'm, I'm 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 anticipating what what the results will be. Fair enough. So as am I. As yeah. am I. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the renaissance nerds podcast next week we will be talking about sonic the hedgehog gotta go fast it'll be <laughs> so it'll be interesting because it's moment says, of truth yeah moment of truth the design has looked great i at least like the design and the new trailers have been more I'm more engaging. engaging but we'll see we shall see so next week we'll be talking about sonic the hedgehog so make sure you try to catch it this weekend yeah uh, i didn't really call for a spoiler warning for birds of prey i didn't think it was that good so i hope you yeah (laughs) (laughs) hope we didn't ruin the movie for you but it's not really that good um yep we'll do sonic next week it'll be interesting to see jim carrey in a movie again it's been a while i know and of all things a fucking sonic movie (laughs) you know what he's weird if anything this was more fitting yeah it might it might work in our it might work in our favor for entertainment purposes dr robotnik is goofy as shit yeah he's better than jim carrey exactly so yeah guys look forward to the sonic episode next week uh thank you for listening to this episode of the renaissance nerds podcast i hope you enjoyed the episode we will see you guys soon adios peace guys see you guys later